0: 1201 Sports is brought to you by Essential Coaching, allies in holistic coaching and educational program development. Essential Coaching aims to produce exponential generational change by creating the deepest connected coaching community in the world. Your pain points are real, Coach, and Essential Coaching wants to help you feel more fulfilled and happier in your career. Join coaches and educators spanning three different continents for real, relevant, and necessary professional development. 1201 sports listeners can take 15% off with code 15 for 1201. That is 15 for 1201 on any service or a premium community membership. To learn more, visit www.essential-coaching.net. Essential coaching, coaching, empowering coaches. How do you pay, man? If you don't write checks, how do you pay these guys? Great cash, homie. I'm here so I won't get fined. It's my quarterback. Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. We suck. The second half, we suck. And welcome everybody to the 1201 Sports Network. I'm your host, Jake Bruyere, And this is going to be our week nine fantasy football primer. You know the spiel now. We're going to go through every game, mention every fantasy eligible player, uh, talk about the viable ones that you should, pre- should probably be starting. Uh, and if you guys didn't know, it is no prep November. Who needs it? We didn't prep for this show. We're not going to prep for any of the fantasy primers coming up. We're going to come off the hoof here just firing out takes. So let's get started. We're going to start off with the Thursday night game, Green Bay at San Francisco. The big matchup here that I see is going to be the San Francisco run game versus the awful Green Bay run defense Uh, Last week, Dalvin Cook went off for like, what, 200 yards and four touchdowns? Not exaggerating whatsoever. So, um, Tevin Coleman did get hurt last week. So, I'm starting up Jermichael Hasty in the PC League. And I think Jerick McKinnon could also be viable in PPR games as well. I mean, without basically all of their starters on offense right now, that offense is really bare. They need playmakers. And the two running backs are probably their best playmakers right now. Other than that, there's no real matchup that stands out. I mean, San Francisco's defense is not one to be really scared of anymore. So I'm fine starting Rodgers. Devontae Adams is a stud as always. It's like every time Aaron Rodgers gets in the red zone or at about the five-yard line, expect a play to go to Devontae Adams. It's like clockwork every week, yet no one can stop it. It's amazing. Um, other than that, like if you need a tight end guy, Ross Dwelly usually comes in for San Francisco when Kittle gets hurt and does pretty well. So, I mean, he's not a great option, but you could do worse, I guess. All right. Next, we're going to go Carolina at Kansas city. Start up your boy Clyde. Um, the run defense for Carolina is not as bad as green Bay, but it's pretty booty. Um, uh, Clyde should have a really good game. Now, I would temper some expectations there. Uh, Lev Bell is still going to get touches. He's still going to hurt Clyde's workload. But I do think Clyde is the better running back there right now. And I think he'll perform. Looking on the other side, man, it's tough for wide receivers against Kansas City. They're allowing 9.5 points below expected, or below the NFL average to the wide receiver position. Uh, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, I would downgrade them into the wide receiver three range. DJ Moore, you're praying for a touchdown because that dude has been god-awful inconsistent this year. Trust me, I know. Um, Of course, you're starting Patty Ice. uh, Tyreek Hill's still going to have a great game, and Travis Kelsey's going to be Travis Kelsey. On the Carolina side, Christian McCaffrey should be coming back. So you're obviously starting McCaffrey. He'll be the best performing player on that offense by far. Next up, we've got Seattle at Buffalo. Uh, Josh Allen started off really hot to start the year and then really has tapered off the last few games. I look for this to be a huge bounce back spot. Seattle is giving up about five and a half points above average to quarterbacks and get this 22 points above NFL average to wide receivers. The next closest is at 10.1. That is freaking insane. Uh, John Brown has been really inconsistent as of late, but I'm firing him up as like a really high upside wide receiver three flex guy. And then Stefan Diggs is probably going to be a wide receiver one. Who the hell are we kidding? Like he's going to be an awesome option this week. Um, let's see. At the running back position, hell, even Zach Moss, like fire him up, baby. Um Out of him and Devin Singletary, I really don't know who's got the lead in that role in that backfield. It's pretty much split down the middle right now. I would trust Zach Moss though. I think he's the better player, so I would trust him as like a flex guy if I absolutely needed to. Russell Wilson's going to be Russell Wilson. Outside receivers perform worse against Buffalo than the slot guys, so I imagine this will be a Tyler Lockett game, if anything. Um, other than that, you know, start up your Buffalo pass catchers. Next up, we got Denver at Atlanta. Denver is. Booty, so you're probably only starting Noah Fant, even though it's a great matchup. Like that's the weird thing. I wish Cortland Sutton was here because Cortland Sutton would destroy Atlanta, but unfortunately that's not what we have. It's a great matchup for Drew Lock, but it in fact it's the best matchup for quarterbacks on the slate this week. But I still don't think Drew Lock is good enough to take advantage of it with a 50 point implied total. Um, maybe I'd take a chance if I absolutely needed a quarterback like a streamer type guy. This is the week if he is going to blow up to ha- for it to happen. Um, let's see. Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta's going to be okay. You know, Matt Ryan's going to have a decent game with Calvin Ridley out. I think the guy coming up behind him will be Christian Blake. So if you're really in need of a wide receiver, Christian Blake is the direct backup to Calvin Ridley. That's how Atlanta likes to run their receivers. They don't have a fourth guy that'll come in and kind of play anywhere they need. They have specific backups for each position. So if you need a receiver this week, Christian Blake, you could find worse options there. Next up, we got Baltimore at Indiana. Man, I don't know what to tell you about Lamar Jackson. It's tough right now. We did expect regression. You know, that's obviously going to happen. But man, we did not expect him to come this far down to earth. Like his passing numbers are okay. You know, whatever. We expected him to be okay. But he's running less and he's less efficient when running the ball, too. Like, he's not, I don't even know if he's a QB1 season long right now. It's tough. You kind of got to keep starting him, even though this is the second worst matchup for quarterbacks on the entire slate right now. Indianapolis is allowing four and a half points below NFL average to the quarterback position and five and a half below average to the running back position as well. Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins will likely get most of the workload, but man, this game is going to see some low point totals. I don't know if the touchdowns will be there for them to even be worth it. Um, You know, Marquise Brown is a really boomer bust wide receiver two slash three guy. I think you could catch a deep ball or two if Lamar's feeling it, but other than that, man, the Baltimore offense is kind of scaring me as far as running backs go, Baltimore is an equally bad matchup. So Jonathan Taylor is hurt right now. If he is healthy, it ain't a great matchup. So uh, Jordan Wilkins is the guy that would be the main backup behind him. Naheem Hines in PPR leagues there. Indianapolis, Um I don't know who's dominating the touches right now for receiver there, but I do know it's not T.Y. Hilton. I mean, T.Y. Hilton, I mean, praise him for my 2015 fantasy teams, but since then, like T.Y. Hilton has been dust. It's good it's good to get rid of him. Trey Burton is a decent tight end option and Philip Rivers jeez, Phillip Rivers will probably be fine. Next up we got Houston at Jacksonville and this one got about a fifty and a half point total here. Neither team likes to run a lot of plays. Now Houston is playing a lot faster now without Bill O'Brien. Thank the Lord Jesus. Um but this is a great matchup for both running backs. So James Robinson should absolutely murder the Houston Texans, and David Johnson should be decent too. Uh, both quarterbacks actually have good options here, except Gardner Minshew hurt his thumb. So I think it's Jake Lutton coming in for Jacksonville. It's a decent matchup for him, but I would not be touching him. Houston, on the other hand, Deshaun Watson might as well end up being the QB one on the week. Like, that's how good this matchup is for him. Looking at the receiver spot, it looks like a really good spot for Jacksonville receivers if the quarterback could get it to him, which even if Minshew's playing, it's not like he's getting his receivers the ball either. They're very disgruntled. I don't. I see this being Minshew's last year in Jacksonville, but I digress. As far as the tight ends go, I don't know who the hell is starting tight end for these two teams, but it's a decent matchup. So find the uh, highest guy projected at tight end for these two guys if you really badly need one and just throw them in your lineup. Next up, we got Detroit at Minnesota. Man, very recent news here. Matthew Stafford has gone on the COVID list, so be on the lookout for that. His status for Sunday is not confirmed out yet, but it's very unlikely. Uh, it's up in the air, so keep an eye on that. Really, really sucks because this is a great matchup for the Detroit offense. If Matthew Stafford plays, uh fire up Marvin Jones as a reliable wide receiver two guy. He always performs better when Kenny Galladay is out. Hawk is going to be a decent option at tight end because tight end is very barren there. And DeAndre Swift has taken over that backfield. Love him as a player. I think he's going to do great things. If Matthew Stafford does not play, um, Marvin Jones then becomes a really risky wide receiver three flex guy. Hawk, you're still starting him because tight end sucks. And Swift, I don't know if the offense is going to produce enough touchdowns for him to maybe luck into so he becomes a really risky like RB2 flex guy on the Minnesota side it's a decent matchup for Kirk Cousins man Detroit's run defense is pretty booty too let's see just running the ball it looks like it's the fourth best option or the fourth fourth best matchup for a running back and Minnesota might have the best one in the damn league so Dalvin Cook will likely be the running back one this week kind of how he was last week Great job if you got if you drafted Dalvin Cook. He's an incredible player. Hopefully he stays healthy for you. On the receiver side, you're starting up Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. I will say though, uh if you're looking at those two with like a gap between them, like maybe Adam Thielen is like a wide receiver two and Jefferson is a wide receiver three for you, that's not happening. Like their air yards and their targets are both identical. They're both wide receiver twos. Kirk Cousins is gonna funnel them the ball when Dalvin Cook ain't running it. Next up, we got the New York Giants at Washington football team. Let's just zoom right through this one. This one really freaking sucks. Uh, it's a great matchup for Kyle Allen and, uh, Terry McLaurin. That's his name. Uh, it's a really great matchup for them, and I really, really, really like Washington's defense this week as a streamer. Other than that, I'm not touching a soul in this football game. Uh, Antonio Gibson. Let's make sure we don't forget to mention him. Looks like New York, the New York Giants, they're not giving up too much on the ground to running backs, but through the air to running backs, Antonio Gibson probably is going to feast, look for Washington to destroy the Giants. Next up, we got Chicago at Tennessee. Of course, you're starting Derrick Henry. Of course, you're starting A.J. Brown, even in the tough matchup we saw last week. It was the perfect blow-up spot for Jonu Smith, and I think he caught one pass, so I think it's fair to say that. If you've got better options on the waiver wire or on your team, Jonu Smith is no longer a locked-in, tight end. one. Rip Jake's hopes and dreams. On the Chicago side, I mean, it's a decent matchup for David Montgomery. He's got a really, really, really low ceiling, but he's going to be kind of consistent for you. It's also a really good matchup for the receivers. I don't know if Allen Robinson is banged up or not, but if he's not, like Allen Robinson is going to be a stud this week. So make sure you get him in your lineups. Jimmy Graham should have blown up last week against the Saints. I don't think he particularly did. This should be a decent spot for him though, so don't lose hope. Uh, whoever the starting quarterback is for Chicago should be an okay matchup. Like I said, the receivers perform really well against Tennessee, so it should be a decent game. Next up, we got Las Vegas at the LA Chargers, and low key, I'm excited for this game. I think Derek Carr and Justin Herbert are gonna have really good games. I think Josh Jacobs. Uh, these are going to have a really good game for Las Vegas. However, on the other side, the Los Angeles Chargers starting running back should have a really, really, really good matchup against Las Vegas. And guys, newsflash, that is Justin Jackson. Go out and find Justin Jackson on any... I mean, I think he put up like 20 points last week, so you're probably not going to be able to trade for him low anymore, Uh, but he is definitely the starter over Josh Kelly. When it comes to receivers, both teams perform pretty well against the outside guys. Slot is where you get both of those kind of sleeping. Uh, it looks like that would be Hunter Renfro, probably nothing more than a flex guy in PPR. For the LA Chargers, they like to run Keane and Allen out of the slot. He's going to be a stud this week. As far as tight end goes, Darren Waller, shoot, could end up being the tight end one. It's a decent matchup for him. And on the other side, tight end is so bad, Hunter Henry, you're starting him no matter what, right? Next up, we've got Miami at Arizona. It's going to be a good game for Arizona. You know, they have studs all the way around. Chase Edmonds, hype, let's go. He's going to be a really good option at running back this week. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, you're obviously starting them. It's going to be a great game for them. On the other side, I'd be really hesitant starting anybody for Miami. Not because it's a bad matchup, but because we saw last week, I don't think Tua had over 100 passing yards. It's just... I mean, without Ryan Fitzpatrick running that offense, Miami is playing the long game and our fantasy teams are suffering. I would not be looking to start any Miami Dolphins. Next up, we got Pittsburgh at Dallas. At the beginning of the year, you told me this game is coming. Uh It looks like it's not Thursday night football or Sunday night football, but you told me this game was coming. I'd be like, hell yeah, let's go. Great offense versus great defense. Let's see who wins. Um Unfortunately, Dallas lost their entire offensive line and their starting quarterback. So this is an awful matchup for Dallas. I don't think their quarterback, whoever it is, will be able to get anybody the ball reliably here. Zeke has been underperforming all year, and I do not expect that to change this week. Um, It's hard to trust anybody for Dallas right now. On the Pittsburgh side, it's going to be pretty decent sledding for them. I think Pittsburgh's going to have a really good game here. Uh, It looks like the outside receivers perform better against Dallas than slot guys. So I think that spells a little poorly for Juju uh, Deontay Johnson, when he's healthy, I mean, he has good games. Chase Claypool probably is in for a pretty good game this week. So I'd watch out for him as maybe like a boomer bust guy. If you're projected to lose your matchup, I think this could be a blow up spot for Claypool. Um, James Connor looks like Dallas performs really, really poorly on the ground against running backs. So I would definitely fire up James Conner as a reliable RB2 guy. Two games left. Let's close out strong. We got new Orleans at Tampa Bay. This should be a really good game, really good NFC South implications here. At the beginning of the year, if you would have told me Tampa Bay was favored by five and a half against New Orleans, I would have said no freaking way. I'm betting New Orleans, but man, Tampa Bay has come on strong, and this is even without Chris Godwin. Uh, This should be Antonio Brown's first game back. All right, so of course you're starting Brady. I think Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette are both probably going to galvanize each other enough to where... You're kind of scratching your head on who to really play both guys are probably in the flex conversation more than anything but both could see valuable touches here uh i would probably lean Fournette over ronald jones because new orleans actually has a decent run defense gronk i mean he, sh- he has a great matchup kind of like jimmy graham had last week gronk is a stud tight end; one you're starting him every week now for the pass catchers uh mike evans is really boomer bust here uh, i think he's i think Lattimore's gotten the best of him usually in their matchups so i would st- I'm let's not say stay away from Evans you're probably starting him because you probably have no one better with all the bye weeks but I would definitely temper expectations probably as a wide receiver two this week and Antonio Brown man this is where it gets hairy like I said with all the bye weeks let's be honest you're probably starting Antonio Brown New Orleans is really weak against slot receivers and I know Antonio Brown plays outside a lot but Antonio Brown when you put him in the slot is the best slot receiver in the NFL you know so I'm really interested to see how that plays out. On the other side, I think Michael Thomas is coming back for the Saints. I've said that for probably like five weeks in a row now. So if he is starting, you play him. If he's not, look up, look elsewhere. Uh, this is a really bad matchup for all New Orleans Saints, not named Alvin Kamara. So I would temper expectations across the board. Next up, to close out again, look, Jonah got on me in the group about kind of bad in the Monday night football game last week. Look, that game was not good on paper, and it actually turned out pretty good. If you tune in, you're probably pleasantly surprised there. This week, maybe not so much. We got the New England Patriots at the New York Jets. Man, the Jets suck. They're going to get the first pick. Uh, RIP Trevor Lawrence, like, all the way around. Hopefully they get rid of Adam Gay soon, so that way Trevor Lawrence's career will not be wasted. On the other side, I mean... Cam Newton's got a decent matchup, but he's got no body to throw to. Uh, You're really hoping for a rushing touchdown there. I think Damian Harris is a decent option at running back, probably a back-end RB2 flex guy because uh, it's a decent matchup for him against the awful Jets. And like I said, there's really no option in the passing game I really like for New England at all. And that's going to do it, guys. I don't have the spiel in front of me to close out the show, so we're just going to go just rapid-fire here. Um, Thank you for all for listening. Go ahead and hit us up on social media, wherever you can. Go ahead and leave us a rate and review. Wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, we'd greatly appreciate it. Um, Have a great rest of your week. Stay tuned for all of the other shows that we're spitting out five days a week, guys. Content on top of content here. And always remember, even when we're wrong, we're always right.